On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we talk about two of the craziest news stories that came out this week, including the lawsuit against Gearbox's CEO Randy Pitchford and Bungie finally getting the self-publishing rights for Destiny and ending its relationship with Activision. All this and more on this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Joe Ramirez. And welcome back, everyone, to another fantastic episode. As always, we're happy we're here. We're happy to see you, hear you, feel you, touch you. Let's get going. Beto? What's up, fool? Where you going, Phil? To my pad, Phil. For reals, Phil? Nah, Phil. I'm going to the store, Phil. What's up? For real, I'm going to the store. That's fucked up. For reals, Phil. For reals, Phil. Yeah, Phil. For reals, Phil. Yeah, Phil. Damn, Phil. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. I didn't play shit. What? Just a busy week or what? That and lazy week. I mean, not lazy. Just had no real desire to play anything. Yeah. Are you waiting for something? Is something coming out soon that you're waiting for at all? Um, can't think of anything. No. Um. I. Whoa. <laughs> Joe just fell. You heard that? I watched. Uh, I watched some stand up. I mean, one one stand up <laughs> is that comedians of the world on Netflix. Uh, I just saw it because I like this guy Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan's a co-creator of the Chappelle Show. Uh, Chappelle Show. He also uh, wrote uh, sketches for all that. Yeah, he wrote Nickelodeon, and he co-wrote um, Half Baked, which wasn't very good, but he co-wrote that. Um, Wait, which is it was what? good when we were in middle school? Huh? Which is what? Half Baked, which isn't very good. Oh, uh, okay. It was good when we were in middle school. Yeah, oh, yeah. When we it's pretend to be stars and stuff. It's so cool. Weed. Yeah, weed movies are awesome. No, you smoke weed now. Awesome. No, you're not allowed to dislike movies you liked as a kid. It's, I'm sorry, but you have to like them. What? You're not allowed to dislike movies that you liked as a oh, kid. Oh, yeah, like Space Jam is fucking Godfather. Hey, Space Jam's the best movie ever. Yeah. Skate Jam would have been better. Skate Jam would have been way better. They would fucking talk about sequels that fucking are better than the original. Skate Jam was it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I saw his, uh, his He had a 30 minute special Or episode on there um, Comedians of the world Is just like Exactly what it is It's just A bunch of different comedians From different parts of the world Telling Jokes for 30 minutes uh, but why, is, why isn't it called Comedians from different parts of the world then Well cause it's a fucking long title already <laughs> I'm so, just saying That's just kind of confusion Comedians of the world Like What else I mean If you just look at the The Episode selection, you could see that they're all from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. But yeah, Neil Brennan's was really good. I really, he's been a comedian that I really enjoy. Just even in conversation, you hear him in podcasts like Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, any podcast, really. Um, his, his, is, his is the only one I've seen. I haven't really bothered with yeah, listening I didn't to anyone care else. To, I mean, I, I like some of the other ones, but I didn't care to watch any of the other ones. Yeah. 
Uh, then it made me watch um, Three Mics again. Yeah, you, I'm still really you suggested good. Huh? You suggested it last time, remember? Yeah, yeah, that's what I just said. Watch. I, I ended up watching it again because uh-huh. it's really funny. Um, I, I, I don't sound too enthusiastic about it, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, check him out if, if uh, you like stand-up. Neil Brennan's a really good comedian. Uh, at least for me, I like him. Um, I've also been listening to, I mean, I've always liked at Driven. Yeah. But I've been listening to uh, In Casino Out, their album from, I think, like, 1998. Which one had, what, what hits are on that one? Uh, I don't know, honestly. Like, they they have, I mean, one of my, my favorite songs is called Lopsided. It's really good. But, uh. Um, Can you sing us a little verse? No, I cannot, Jesse. Oh, okay. Does it go, I'm lopsided in the truffle scissors, made of scissors, scissors and scissors. Exactly. But Jesse hates them, so yep. I, I love them even more because uh-huh. of <laughs> But Jesse hates them for like the weirdest reason. No, no. Because <laughs> Latin Danzig, dude. That's fucking. That's what it is. Mm. Well, <laughs> okay, why do you not like them? No, I like them. No, no. I like Mars Volta. But okay, but why do you not like at driving? I, it's not. I I don't like as many songs as I do with Mars Volta. Okay, there's a couple. Um, I disagree, but that's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, make in me, Casino make Out. me a list of all their greatest ones I have to listen to. I'll listen to them for real. Listen to In Casino Out. The album's really good. That whole album? Yeah. Okay. There's a few. I mean, not not every album is gonna be fucking track. Every track. No, I know, great. but like I was trying to but, make it where you can compile the best ones, and I listen to them and be like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Bethel's right. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's a good album. I could I could compile a list of uh, of their best songs, but um. I'm just kind of rambling now because I really don't know what else I did. Uh, but in Casino Out, if you're into like prog rock, uh, if you know who At The Drive-In is and at least heard One Arm Scissor, I'd say give uh, In Casino Out uh, uh, a listen. Joe just did the shittiest role <laughs> I've ever seen for a fucking black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he's a black belt. And he looked like an old it man. Was so bad. You ever see old men falling? That's what Joe fucking looked like right now. You guys are dead. Uh, no one, because t- we're recording this, we are back in the loft where we used to originally record. Um, we're not recording uh, downstairs anymore in the in the living room. We're back in the loft, so this is bringing back a lot of memories. Yeah. This is bringing back memories. I forgot what this place looked like. It was like clouds up here and stuff. Oh, painted. shit. There was, wasn't there? There is. There still is. Um, no, we used to record on the loft, and we had like a table up here. And we had all the equipment set up. We had chairs and everything. You know, I had <clears throat> coasters, Star Wars coasters all around. And then one day, Joe's just like, we ain't going up there anymore. I'm like, okay, it's cool. What are you doing? Taking a picture of it so we can post it on. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. What? Do I look weird? You guys are breaking confidential. Oh, I'm sorry. Too bad. What did you say? Do I look weird? No. You're just looking at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there will be a picture on our Instagram uh, of how the loft looks now. But before, it used to be a table, the chairs, everything. Then Jess was like, get the fuck off my my workout area because she used to work out up here. And um, it's been like, what was the last time we recorded up here? A couple of years now. And uh, since like for months, Joe has said, can you take the um, table and chairs away? And I go, yeah, man. And I haven't done it. 
they're still up here, but it's all disassembled the table, so we can't really sit back out here on the table anymore. But we're up here, so the chairs are coming in handy for putting the equipment on there. So that's what we're that's what we're doing. And Joe did the shittiest thing in the black belt. Does that does that do you think that is what how shitty that role was? His should black belt black should belt? be ta- yeah. Should they take away his black belt? I would have to put him back to a brown belt. I'll have to. He has to prove us true proof to us that he can actually do a good role. Yeah. For oh yeah. Joe, you you down for that challenge pr- to prove to us you can do a good role? Absolutely not. He can't do it. See. He can't. Age has finally gotten to Joe. It was like he he was given a black belt, but not because of his yeah. work. He was just like, hey, here you go. He's a black belt. They felt sorry for him because maybe they gave it to him because they saw how bad he was at roles. Yeah, they like, were just mm. like, yeah, you know what? Let's just give it to him. He it's tries like, really hard every time. Yeah, they just like this whole time they've been fucking with him. Was like, man, this guy's a black belt. He's really good, but he actually he's not. They laugh behind his back, yeah. <laughs> like him, like teaching everyone in classes and stuff. They're just all laughing. It's just a good joke to them. It's all shitty technique. Yeah. What about you, Joe? What's up, fool? First of all. Yeah. You all can kiss my ass. Okay. I've had a, a really long day. Uh-huh. And <sighs> of doing I was what? in a completely... You, oh, you, you, you sound how winded completely he was just to do that roll? He's Completely prone position and rolled backwards. Uh, and there's stuff up here, so I didn't want to do a full-on roll because mm-hmm. I didn't want to roll in anything. So, you guys, for that, you guys can kiss my ass. Uh, secondly, I... Played a game of Madden. Haha, <laughs> shocker, Whoa. right? I played Madden. It was Maddening, and I won. Yeah. So I am now one and zero on the season. What am I? I didn't even check because I need. I don't I, know. I didn't even play it. I have to play him next, so I probably won't get to play either. Probably gonna play. <laughs> he he's like, uh, uh, I think uh, David was already asking. He's like, are you gonna? He's a. Uh, are you guys gonna play tomorrow? And I, I didn't answer, but I was, I'm thinking like, well, yeah, if he can, but probably not. So I'm not gonna play, dude. Once we get through that, once we get uh-uh. through that formality, we'll be able to get through the season like normal. Yeah, because I waited for him for like 20 minutes one day. I was like, hey, I'm ready. If you want to play, not a reply. Really? He's like, okay, whatever. And then he's like, uh, hey, I'm down to play tonight. And I was just like, um, I could play real quick, but I'd rather not because I'm gonna go do something else. So I just, he's like, nah, I can't. Good call, Beto. Uh, anyways, uh, played my first game, Madden. One, woohoo, one zero. Um, trying to think if I did anything else. I know that we all together. I was gonna say this that we watched uh, after the podcast last time. We watched the first episode of Deadly Class. Yeah, and it was fucking cool. Yeah, Watch it, it a lot. when this episode goes up. It should be out. Daily class on sci-fi. Check that shit out. You can actually still see it, right? Right now, yeah. if you go to the website. And well, when this airs, it's already going to be out. Is it, though, Jesse? Yes. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah. Is it on Monday? Next, this Wednesday, but actually this episode is not until that week after. So go on the sci-fi app, and you can watch episode one. Maybe even episode two. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Check it out. It was really, really cool. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. I think it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Uh, the music in it is really good. Fuck oh, yeah, yeah. they, they use the right music in there. Yeah, they they took it was just such a good like whole thing from the comic book representation. I just yeah. I just liked it. They did a good job. Jesse's bouncing around a ball right now, and it looks hilarious. This is fun. Jesse's bouncing on the balance ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just see the way he's bouncing. 
<laughs> Anyways, mm-hmm. um, outside of that, I really didn't get anything else. Uh, for on a side note, today I just spent like the most, the better part of the day coaching at a uh, jujitsu tournament, jujitsu tournament, and I'm really, really tired. Tired from telling people, hey. Get off your back. Hey, go for the Kimura. Hey, put him in the body bag. Uh, Outside of that last line, I literally said all of that. (laughs) 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 Except for the body bag uh, comment, Beto. You would be accurate. (laughs) And running back and forth. I get exhausted yelling. (laughs) And and, uh, uh, running back and forth. uh, Running. Anyways, uh, on my feet all day, to be honest with you. I actually did not sit on all day. I'm so. on my feet all day, too, Joe. You're not. I'm on my feet right now. Look. Me, too. Look. It's not even me. Anyways. <laughs> uh, and to add, but uh, to give you something that I am looking forward to, although it'll probably have already passed by the time this comes out, is uh, season three of True Detective. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. really, really, yeah, really hoping two episodes. I really, really hope that they make a. Solid I never comeback. saw the second one because I heard it was shitty. Uh, I saw parts of it and it, I, I got old really quick. Season one was so fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's how bad season two was. Season two, if you'd have put, if you somehow would have put uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson in it, it still wouldn't have been very good. <laughs> uh, but no, they did worse. They put dude. Colin Farrell in it and Vince Vaughn. Although Vince Vaughn didn't do that bad to me. Uh, dude, those two guys I was like, oh, that's gonna be dope because they're fucking good actors. No. I just, I mean, I don't, I didn't see it. I, uh-huh. I, I, I would like to watch it, but I, I just you thought it was going to be dope because they of uh, Vince Vaughn and they're both good actors, dude. Vince Vaughn is good at playing Vince Vaughn. I like him. <laughs> Wait, does he play Vince Vaughn in this shit? Hey, no, the, no, 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 that's, that's a don't good. Don't pay thing. attention to this guy, Beto, because this guy was watching that Vince Vaughn movie where he's like that prisoner and he oh, just yeah, kept movie. playing it. Yeah, and, and he's like, that bad. I hear it's good. It's, it's good. Bro. I hear it's good. Keep watching. Like, like, and like he's watching an hour of it and we're there having to deal with it and he's just like, it could get better. Right that now. was a really fucking shitty movie. Dude. Yeah, I don't even remember watching that. To be honest, with although, although I, I, I do, remember. although I do recall, I remember to see if it was any good. But well, Upgrade was fantastic. I see Upgrade was probably better. <laughs> I take a good nap. Still From the all, mouth of babes. They're still all better than that shitty movie. Sorry to bother you. I still gotta watch it. Upgrade. Uh, yeah, yeah. Upgrade's better than Sorry to bother you. <laughs> what was um, your favorite movie last year, Joe? Upgrade. Duh. No, for real. Huh? Your favorite movie last year? Last year? Yeah. No, I really I liked The Conjuring. The Nun was The Nun was really the good. The Nun was good. Uh. <laughs> I finally got around to watch the, watching the artist. Uh, the oh yeah, that was the best 4D movie we saw last year. Sell them 4D movie. Okay, fuck all that. What was your favorite movie last year? I don't really know. I, I you'd have to name some movies because I forget real quick. Black Although Lansman. Black Klansman was really good. That was a fucking really good one. Is mine the toss up between Black Klansman and mid nineties? Deadpool was funny. We like Deadpool. I saw Creed two last week. Oh, yeah, was I saw it? Creed two. Oh, you told me. We did. Oh, and your anniversary? That's what he did. That's what Joe did for your anniversary was watch Creed 2? Wow, on your anniversary, he made you go wow. watch something you didn't want to watch. That's cool. Dang. Fucking That's awesome. funny. Your anniversary, I actually have pictures of myself from your anniversary that I found today. But I'll show you guys later. From your wedding, you mean? 
From your wedding. Sorry, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> from your anniversary. <laughs> from your wedding. Sorry, not from your anniversary. I have pictures of myself from your wedding. Sorry. I almost sounded like you said, I have pictures of Vince Vaughn from your wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he went? <laughs> I don't remember seeing him. Yeah, he's a real tall guy right there. Um, Bruni. Bruni Mars. That's it pretty much for me, guys. Pretty slow. Jesse, what's up? So, for the podcast, I got, for $35, a PlayStation Classic. Just to talk about on this podcast. Is it true that the PlayStation Classic sucks? That it wasn't any good? That it's not worth the $100 that they originally came out with? And the answer to your questions, your burning questions, is yes. It's not worth it. Not for $100. Fuck no. I was playing... uh, I've played Metal Gear Solid more times than you can count on your fingers and toes. And I could see audio... I could hear audio glitches. Just like missed time on like the audio. The visuals were pretty much stuff you can... Like the download version on PS3 is better looking than the... The actual PlayStation Classic itself. It's not all bad. Um, but the interface isn't really... It's not really flashy. It doesn't give you any real options at all for, like, the games or or um, some of the... Um, like, you don't have options to, like... There's no filters, nothing where you can, like... Because it's just 720p. You can't change it to, like, not... It looks like it's on softening. Like, the graphics are softened. Oh, really? Yeah. How far did you get in Metal Gear when you... Because I feel like you only play like a couple minutes of it. Probably when you talk to Master Miller. I don't know how far. <laughs> <laughs> no, I played that. And then the one of the worst ones too, though, was like um, Ridge Racer. Because I've played that a lot too. Ridge and, Racer. But what's crazy is the audio glitches on that is when you're driving, it sounds like you're driving in a tunnel. And when you get in the tunnel, there's no sound. So it's the sound of the tunnel where you hear it echo is on outside. When you actually go under a tunnel, no sound. Oh, really? And then when you go back outside, it's the tunnel sound of your car in a tunnel. Like, I can't make that sound. Like, how your car sounds in a tunnel when you're just regularly outside. Is it delay? No, it's audio glitch. It's oh, just really? something's wrong with the emulation or something. I guess so. they said that in, in a Digital Foundry. But I did today, I did play a bit of the Persona game. And that's a game like, I think I was telling you this week, Bethel. Um, how at least like I had to pay 35 bucks for this it's cheaper than actually having to buy that original Persona game which was yeah. like how much people were selling it for anywhere from 80 to like 110 bucks, bucks. Like, yeah. but yeah and then I played Tekken it didn't perform that well yeah it's just all in all not it's the PlayStation Classic for 35 bucks it's a nice paperweight um, I actually do want to mess with it a bit more but I'm just glad I didn't pay $100 for it uh, it feels good the build quality of the controllers feel really good um, there's just so much missed opportunity, but when I, when you, when you have the actual PlayStation, the mini one, it looks nice, but even when you hit the buttons, it doesn't feel the buttons to like hit the power to hit, um, reset to hit like, um, the open button to like, let you switch discs or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, it feels like it could break. Oh really? It feels that way. I'm pretty sure it's sturdy enough, but I didn't want to test it. Like, yeah. I, oh, let me push a little bit harder and I break the, <laughs> the power button. Um, 
But yeah, all in all, like, did you play Rainbow Six? No, I should have. I did. I did pop in Cool Borders. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing: a lot of people will complain, saying that like, oh, you know, even even if the PlayStation Classic had all the great games everyone wanted, like, I don't think it would have sold well because the graphics look so blocky and jaggy and bad. And you know what? I have to disagree with that. Even if it was, they all look bad. It'd still be fun if you had the great games on there. If you had Tony Hawk on there. It'd be great if you had like any of the Spyro, Crash Bandicoot games. It'd be great, even regardless of how blocky the 3D graphics look. And yeah. even Cool Borders, which isn't compared to like the games now that are much better, like the SSX games and how it kind of took everything and improved on that genre. I actually like Cool Borders 2 playing it today more than Cool Borders 3. It was harder right. to get into Cool Borders 3 when I bought it a few uh-huh. months ago than it was for Cool Borders 2. But again, it's not all flashy and cool and amazing. It's just more, oh... I could I could see how this could be it is better than you know, because I I only ever played three and I only ever played Cool Borders two on a demo, on one of those PlayStation Underground demo discs. But yeah, no, I didn't play Rainbow Six. I kind of wanted to though. I wanted to try out everything just to kind of give a little, hey, this is how it is. I I did play Resident Evil Director's Cut that's in there, and there was some audio. See, that's the thing, like. Because I know there's so many different versions of Resident Evil. Yeah. There's the regular one, Director's Cut, and then a DualShock Director's Cut. And some of the sound in the Director's Cut kind of caught me off guard. But I don't know if that was because I'm so used to the Director's Cut DualShock version. I don't know. Um, but again, it just feels like there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a blurry filter on it that I wish you can turn off. And then I tested playing Metal Gear on my PS3 with the disc version and how clear and cleaner it looks. Yeah. So... It's just a rush product. Yeah. They they just rushed it. Interface doesn't look great. It's just there's certain things like oh it feels nostalgic like the old PlayStation menus, but it it's, it's it kind of loses its luster. At least like with a Super Nintendo Classic and the Nintendo Classic, there was music in the background and it's playing and but no nothing on the on the PlayStation one. It's you know for a hey, for thirty five bucks, it's a steal. I had a co I, I bought it off. A co-worker who got it for that much money and they're like well i'm like hey if you don't want it i'll buy it off of you <clears throat> and they're like yeah because i was just i just wanted i just bought it because i was able to get that deal uh and then i had another co-worker like dude you got, you don't want that you don't want that i'm like dude I, I know what you're talking about i know it's shitty i just for 35 bucks i'd rather pay that than 100 oh for 35 bucks you're like, oh, that's cool so oh, God. you're right yeah i'm good guys continue continue um, Katamari Damashi Reroll. I haven't played. I haven't talked much about it. I've talked about that. I played it on here, but you know, it's a remake or a remaster or remake or whatever on the Switch. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, it looks really good. I mean, and that game is super simple. It's not graphically impressive, but it was. I've never really like when I first originally played it. Like, you're collecting things. If you never play Katamari, you're collecting things in the world, and your Katamari gets bigger. But I never really noticed, like, when you get bigger, how much how you start from something small and get really big and then the world kind of opens up yeah i never really i don't remember ever noticing that on ps2 and on the switch i was like oh shit i'm already big enough to see like originally i started off on this table now i'm bigger than the table and i could see the people around the table mm-hmm. thought that that shit was really cool and just an update on smash um i thought the spirits things in smash was kind of stupid like collecting spirits just like the artwork and then you can attach it to when you're playing through the main uh, story mode, the world of light, um, doing all that type of stuff. Uh, I thought it was going to be kind of stupid collecting <coughs> spirits, but they do certain like double XP weekend stuff. Mm-hmm. They're doing one this weekend, but 
as time went on, I kind of got had really fun just like collecting shit, just collecting space. Like, oh, I'm gonna try to battle this, and it's it's not like collecting. What you have to do is like it could be, let's say, uh, it's a spirit of Hal Emmerich from Metal Gear, and so they'll replace him with Rob, Rob the robot, mm-hmm. and you're basically fighting Rob the robot. And then sometimes they'll have things like the floor is electrified. Or he gets, um, the longer he's on the stage, the stronger he gets. Or there's wind blowing, so I can push you off the stage. So it always changes stuff up depending if it's like an ace mode, legends, or, or advanced mode. And, but when, when you said like uh, like like Rob, uh, they switch you with Rob. I was like, which Rob? Black Rob? Little Rob? I mean, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of Robs. Um, but no, Rob the Robot. But um, no, it's cool. The spirit things, I'm actually more... I didn't know I'd get that into it as much as it, it, you know, as I didn't think I was going to. So it's pretty fun. But yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Welcome back, and this week we're going to do something a little bit different than we usually do with news, because we got some big news to talk about that I think is important for this week's topics. But let's start off with one of the biggest news stories that has currently been going on right now that I think Joe is really going to like. What can it be? Does Joe know? I don't know. Let's find out. Upgrade the video game. Stop it. Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford and former Gearbox in-house attorney Wade Callender are suing each other in two separate actions, both alleging that the other has breached their legal obligations to the company. As discovered by Kotaku, Gearbox originally filed a lawsuit against Callender in November 2018 for misusing company funds. It said that Callender borrowed money from the company for a home loan and tuition that wasn't fully paid back. Further company credit card for personal expenses such as family vacations, gun club memberships, and firearm accessories, and trying to get six-pack abs. However, Calendar answered the complaint earlier this week and also filed a motion to change venue. Calendar then sued both Pitchford and Gearbox in December 2018, possibly in retaliation to Gearbox's lawsuit. The crux of the lawsuit is that Calendar says Pitchford took a secretive $12 million bonus from Take-Two Interactive in 2016 that was funneled into Pitchford Entertainment Media Magic LLC. According to Calendar, what? He funneled it into his magic show fucking company. (laughs) (laughs) According to Calendar, the money should have rightfully been paid out to Gearbox employees and to help fund the development of the next Borderlands game. 
However, things take a dark twist. Calendar also states that Pitchford accidentally forgot a USB drive at a Dallas area medieval times restaurant in 2014. <laughs> Calendar alleges that the USB drive contained both highly sensitive business documents and underage pornography. Pitchford was supposedly in San oh, Francisco at the time the drive was recovered. That's not so funny. And Calendar, without yet knowing the contents of the drive, directed Gearbox staff to duplicate the files so they could be sent to Pitchford. Pitchford allegedly intervened and ordered the duplicate files to be immediately destroyed. Calendar goes on to also accuse Pitchford of using Gearbox company funds to throw personal parties at his house where older men would expose themselves to minors. Calendar is still an active licensed attorney in Texas, according to Texas Bar Association. Attorneys who are de facto officers of the court have an elevated ethical duty to tell the truth and be avoid filing frivolous actions. That being said, Calendar claims of underage pornography could see him as the subject of a liable suit and disciplinary action if, if it's untrue. In a statement to Kotaku, Gearbox said, the allegations made by disgruntled former employer are absurd. With no basis in reality or law, we look forward to addressing this meritless lawsuit in court and have no further comments at this time. Pitchford and Calendar were lifelong friends since childhood before their relationship soured in recent years. Several hours after the publication of this story, Arc Technica's tracked down a magic podcast on which Pitchford had appeared last year. Around the same time, a Gearbox spokesperson also emailed the podcast to Kotaku. In an episode that went live December 22, 2018, the day after the lawsuit was filed, Pitchford told his version of the USB stick story. For the first time, he said, Pitchford described his enjoyment of cam girls pornography in which a woman streamed live erotic content and explained that he had saved a porn video of a cam girl on said memory stick before it was lost. It's a woman who is masturbating, Pitchford said, and when she has some experience that appears as if she's having an orgasm, a huge amount of fluid comes out of her vagina. This is not a sex worker. This is a fucking magician, he said, saying he had purchased one of her oh, videos and put it on a USB stick. Some kid, an employee of Medieval Times, discovered this memory stick, took it home, and accessed it because it was before we were password protecting, and discovered secrets of my company and future games and development. It's also discovered the pornography, and it was barely legal porn. This girl's handle was only 18. Gearbox... <laughs> So yes, this whole thing is like fucking getting bigger and and more shit is coming out as time progresses. But uh, Joe, you being such a big fan of Randy Pitchford, how do you feel? I, it's just, I mean, it's if it wasn't for the whole child pornography and fucking all that other stuff that's going on, I would say it was like one fucking big ass cartoon, but. No, it's even worse than that. Uh, I'm I'm not shocked. I don't know anything about the child pornography, whether he's involved with it or not, or if it's all hearsay or what the fuck it is. But either way, um, the dude's fucking weird, man. He's just looking, and I don't know if that's even the right word for what he is, but nothing really shocks me about him. Uh, I, I, I think he's a fucking weird cat. Uh, and to be honest with you, it's kind of creepy. And I know this is going to alienate some people and I think I'm going to be a little non-PC here but uh, PC be non-PC here but uh, old dudes doing magic is kind of creepy when you're not actually uh, <laughs> when you're not actually if you're not making money doing it it's kind of creepy yeah it is very strange how everything's kind of unfolding it seems like two people just in a huge fight and one's telling each version dirty secrets 
But it, somewhere in the middle, all those dirty secrets are probably like there's a good portion of them that are probably true. <laughs> yeah. Or it all could be true. They're both like really shitty people. <coughs> She's a fucking magician, bro. Beto? <clears throat> Comments? Questions? Concerns? Oh. I, don't, I mean, it's fucking... I want to see what's what's going to happen after this. Like I want I want I'm going to I'm going to keep my eye out for more um on this story. I feel it's going to get like super dirty. It's going to get worse? Yeah. It's going to get worse before it gets better? Oh yeah. I agree. Bungie and Activision are parting ways after entering a publishing agreement in 2010 with Bungie maintaining publishing rights for Destiny franchise. Bungie made the announcement through Bungie.net today. In the official statement, Bungie said, With Activision, we created something special. To date, Destiny has delivered a combination of over 500 million games and expansions to players all around the world. Following this eight-year run, Activision has transferred publishing rights to Destiny to Bungie, allowing the developer to fully control and publish its own property. Bungie further stated, With our remarkable Destiny community, we are ready to publish on our own, while Activision will increase their focus on owned IP projects. The planned transition process is already underway in, an early, in the early stages. With Bungie and Activision both reportedly committed to making sure the handoff is as seamless as possible. Bungie said it has learned a lot from Forsaken, Destiny 2's latest major expansion, and has assured fans that more is on the way and it will continue down the path of existing Destiny roadmap. This will include more seasonal experiences in the upcoming months. Thank you, Guardians. It's been an honor and privilege to help bring the world of Destiny to life to you, for you. Blizzard Community Service also confirmed on Twitter that Destiny 2 will continue to receive full support on Battle.net for PC players and with no service or gameplay disruptions are expected. What else is in store for Destiny 2 beyond the current roadmap is unknown, but it is possible Bungie won't aim to publish a third Destiny game on its own in the future. Following the announcement, Destiny 2 director Luke Smith tweeted out the line, Guardians make their own fate, a famous quote from the original game. This publisher partnered first production with the original Destiny in 2014 <coughs> and later Destiny 2 in 2017. It's possible this split was made possible after Destiny 2 had reportedly not performed as well as Activision had hoped though Bungie is likely happy to have regained its autonomy regardless. Bungie and Activision originally entered a publishing partnership in April 2010. At the time, a 10-year exclusive publishing deal was announced, though Bungie has maintained its independence as a studio outside of this. Prior to the agreement, Bungie left Microsoft in 2007 in order to become an independent company, ultimately leaving publishing rights to Halo in the Microsoft's control. So yeah... Um, I mean, that's, that's, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I mean, really, they 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 get a, they got out of the contract like a year and change early, so it's not like a huge huge thing. It was already coming. I mean, obviously, it was a ten year contract in twenty ten. So I mean, we're in twenty nineteen now. Yeah, you know, they got out of the contract about a year, year and some change early. <coughs> so it was not no shock there that they get to keep Destiny is is a you know they keep the IP of Destiny. That's kind of a that's a cool thing for them. Um, Here's what I think is going to happen. Hmm. All right, guys. Hi, this is Bungie. All right, guys. Activision made us make uh, Destiny 1 or Destiny 2. We didn't want to make Destiny 2. We wanted to continue doing Destiny 1. So what we're going to do is everyone's going to have to rebuy Destiny 1. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we're just going to keep doing updates to that game. And Destiny 2 is uh, basically null and void. So you guys going to rebuy Destiny 1? <laughs> Only if there's a beta. <laughs> Good call, well, okay. I mean, I think that's what's important, too, to really kind of talk about as well is, you know, Activision, Bungie splitting ways. Now, yeah, Destiny 2 wasn't the game that everyone wanted. And we won't know until later to see how much Activision affected <laughs> Destiny 2. What? Destiny 2 wasn't the game that everyone wanted, Jesse, but it's the game that everyone needed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. Here's the thing. Now now it's it's up in the air like whatever Bungie does does from here on out we're really going to see how much Activision did affect what they were doing cuz we can assume Activision forced microtransactions, Activision forced having a sequel, you know, uh, Activision forced expansions at they a certain price. They forced themselves onto Bungie is what you're saying. Yes. So, I mean, if anything, do, do you really think a lot of stuff that people did have complaints about, and they were pretty big complaints, like microtransactions, uh, charging microtransactions were for, for content that was free in the previous game, um, things like that, do you th really think Destiny 2's problems were that, or the market changing and everyone's focused toward Battle Royale? Like, how much, how much did... Not liking Destiny 2 or Activision affect Destiny 2, or was it the player base changing their preference? I think it was them not being able to satisfy the people that with the product that they really wanted. Uh, because here's the thing. For us, I, I would say for us, like me, I would say you too, Joe, and Bethel, I think halfway through Destiny, we were just done with Destiny. Before we even knew there was a 2, we just kind of fell off. And then when they announced two, it just seemed more of the same, you know? But then again, like, yeah, we still had fun with it. And if it's more of the same of good stuff, I'd jump into it. But even though I heard, like, positive things of Destiny 2, I just didn't care anymore. I wasn't part of the Battle Royale scene, but I was already focused on other things. Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, I think that Battle Royale came out a little... I mean, Destiny 2 came out before... The Battle Royale craze was really, you know, kicking into high gear. But I just feel like in general, when it came out, it was more of the same. And I don't even know. I think I think Bungie's had a hard time locking down what it is they're trying, the, the, the direction they're trying to go with the game and trying to appease everyone. While at the same time, I mean, that's hard enough as it is. And then adding on trying to appease your publisher, too. I think it was just starting to become too much. Mm -hmm. I think part of it was maybe that. Like, we, we can't please our fans without pissing off Activision. our publisher. Yeah. Or But if we please them, then we're pissing off our fans. Maybe they just got to the point where, all right, you know what? We just got to, we need to cut and just focus on, um, on what's important. Although, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, you know? I, I don't know. How much of those, I mean, we can all just sit back and be like, yeah, microtransactions are all Activision's fault. But are they? Maybe yeah, Bungie yeah, worked a system where they're like, you know what? We'd like that extra kickback too. And who knows what happens once they get, become sold. You know, they, they're those, they, the sold, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? What, what's the word I'm working for? They're the only ones profiting and benefiting off of uh, Destiny. You know, maybe 
<laughs> maybe they do like some of them those microtransactions. Maybe it isn't all Activision's fault. But I think a big part of it overall is just the fact that you're trying to please your publisher and your fans with a product that I still feel like they haven't really quite perfected yet. Yeah. Like they've gotten they they in with the first one they caught something they got people's attention people wanted to grind and play through it so they 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 did certainly catch something and it was new but with the second one it kind of was just like with with me too it was like it was more of the same they gave you more story but then like you know in in crafting a good story for the game and something you want to play through then people were like yeah but the end game sucks whereas with the first game the story sucked but the end game was kind of good and it kept people you know so it's like trying to find that happy medium is not easy with that game at all it's just what it seems like to me now, do they stick with what their base, what the formula is, what that gameplay is for Destiny? Or are they changing? Turn it into a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I no, don't I mean, know. You know I what? Mean, it's that part. Does that still la- oh. Does this still matter now? Like, will people go to this? I don't know. At this point, hard to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have seen. You know, we've seen in the past that certain games that have launched very roughly to start end up turning into something profitable over time. When you make enough of those necessary changes, you know, you know, we've said about how, how bad Fallout 76 is and how, you know, we're already some of us are like, <coughs> maybe not us, but people are general like it should be free to play, you know, um, that I think ended up, you know, when you look back at uh, Elder Scrolls Online, when it first released, people were like, eh, this isn't so great. And then yeah. eventually it went free to play. And it's I've heard that it's pretty profitable and people enjoy it. Like there's a there's a fan base for that. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy 15. 14 is another great example of that you know the game that was terrible to start and then they went and destroyed the world and restarted restarted it and it was good so i mean there are there are definitely um cases out there where that's actually worked or where they've done enough you know making you know changes to make it something people want to play um I i would never doubt bungie's talent i think they're capable of that but you know, I really don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna work this time. You know, or maybe they craft, maybe they continue to support this, and then they finally create another game that is actually what they exactly want to do, and mm-hmm. then then that catches fire. So I don't know. You know, it'll be interesting to say what uh, to see what they do. Yeah, Pedro. Um, I think this is like too little, too late. I feel like they're gonna probably do something with it, and then it's just people aren't just not gonna jump on it anymore, and mm-hmm. they're just gonna work on. Go start working on the whatever it is that they feel like doing next. Yeah. Do you think it will go free to play? Destiny 2? For, go free to play. The game's free. You're just going to have to buy microtransaction stuff for accessories and weapons. Probably not. You don't think so? Probably not. I mean, it's I mean maybe, cheap, but... It? It's like 10 bucks. Yeah, That's why. Why not just like... Go free to play. It's just weird though because they you, charge you ten bucks like, for the game for the base game, but like then it's few, like they're like a few months ago. Sorry, like a few months ago they were giving Destiny two for free. Yeah, they were giving it for free if you bought. I forgot what game. They were just giving it for free. Like here, take yeah. take the fucking game. So now that game that was here, fucking take it now. Hey, now it's sixty bucks, or fifty, or thirty. A game that they were trying to just. What if it ends up being fucking really good and then like people get mad that. Oh, you guys were giving it away. Why don't you give it away now? I was like, no, it's too late. You should have got it. We should have got it when we wanted it. (laughs) When we were shit. (laughs) (laughs) No. You should have believed in us. Well, well, here's (laughs) here's the thing with that. Two games to prove that. But that the the way it was, where the way it was always set up with Destiny was like they always have that year two thing where like after the the DLC, they create this whole new story or they have like an extra like a story add on, 
And every year it seems like, like yeah, you're right. The game would eventually be ten bucks, but they're only selling it for ten bucks. Giving it free so that you'll spend the forty or fifty on that expansion, which is essentially buying another fucking game. You know, yeah. like Destiny Two, Destiny One was really Destiny One and Two because the Taken King was basically its own full-on fucking expansion to the original game. You know, mm-hmm. so when you get Destiny Two, whatever this new the the expansion was almost like a. a like almost like the third iterate or the fourth iteration of a of a story line to the game, so it's really weird how they do it, and it's like how they're selling it. Also, with a lot of like, I mean, I read a lot of stuff how like they would lock a lot of stuff behind, like, well, if you want to enjoy this, you need to get the expansion anyways. So I feel like in a lot of ways they were just trying to sell you the last year's game so that you could fucking buy it yeah. and then get this year's version, which is was the expansion. It's you know kind of fucking devious when you really think about it, you know. Okay. Destiny kind of stays the same. You know, you purchase the, the expansion pack, you purchase the main game and stuff, but they release their version of Battle Royale, but the benefit of getting all the expansions is you can transfer over some of the gear and stuff that you have. Are you saying we buy it? No, I'm just saying, do you think Bungie oh. would make a type? Since that's a big a thing big... now, Battle Royale is basically just a new mode now. There's multiplayer, think, Battle Royale. Do you, you think, think that would just be a mode they have? It's not going to interfere with the main game, with the yeah, main how everything plays. It's just an extra mode, just like multiplayer. You think they would still have that for the, the whatever time they have to make that? Um, you think Battle Royale would still be big? I think that comes think, in, in a year, two years. I think Battle Royale is now the... It's just a mode now. Okay. I think if anything, Battle Royale is synonymous with like Fortnite, but then we got call of duty with their blackout yeah. you know i think now battle royale isn't a thing where oh it's it's a fad and it's gonna end i think as time goes on we won't think of battle royale as we used to it'll just be a mode that's common in a good amount of multiplayer shooters like once it becomes something simple something like okay yeah it's just a common thing it's the new single player multiplayer battle, battle royale you know it's part of the multiplayer. So I think Battle Royale just becomes a feature and then it's going to be in other games that have a multiplayer type of thing if it works for that game. I think that's what's going to happen to Battle Royale. I don't think Battle Royale will ever go away. It's just a new mode. That's it. It's just big right now. Yeah. But in the future, it'll be like, oh yeah, Battle Royale. It had, this game has Battle Royale. This one has Battle Royale. This, okay, because it's a feature. We're just common. Oh, wait. What? This game's releasing without a Battle Royale? What? Mm. That's weird. Kind of like Street Fighter V. What? This doesn't have a story mode? Why not? Like, it's common. In, that's what's going to happen. It's like, whoa, story modes are common in, in home console fighting games. Like, they don't have one? What? That's weird. That's what it'll be in the future. You sounded like Yoda when you said, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> why not, Capcom? Uh, uh, um, but yeah, that's, that's how I feel that will be in the future. It's just common, you know? Yeah. It's just a mode. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Destiny did that. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure they would benefit benefit from it, too. For all we know, they were working on that a long time ago. For all we know, Activision was like, you got to have Battle Royale mode. We need to make more money. And they're working on it. Unless they scrap it now that they're independent. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know if I'll ever go back to Destiny. I don't think I will. I don't I think, think I have so, the yeah. time. I had fun with the original Destiny. I had the time I wanted to play with it. I don't hate it. Yeah. It's just that over time, it was just like, oh, okay. Some of these things, uh, I, I did what I wanted to. 
now it's not forcing me, but I, okay, I have to kind of team up with people I don't know. It's like, no, I like teaming up with my friends. And you mm. can still do that, but there are certain things you couldn't. Now we're really going to see how much, you know, Activision did affect Destiny. When we start seeing them kind of coming out with newer things and if they take things away, like microtransactions or add more microtransactions, microtransactions, um, yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because this split couldn't actually make Destiny worse. We don't know. We yeah. could. I don't know, man. Like the way I feel right now, I, I I just it's not something that I would get back into. But hopefully, Bungie gets packed to doing the stuff that they want to do and creating, you know, cool stuff. Whether it sticks continues with Destiny or maybe it's something else. I don't know. Maybe they just, you know, maybe it's time for another experiment or for something new. Um, whatever it is, I I wish them all the luck. You know. As of December 31st, 2018, has officially sold more than 91.6 million units globally. Announced by Sony Interactive Entertainment, the 2018 holiday season saw over 5.6 million PlayStation 4 units being sold, pushing the system to its new sales milestone. As for the games, more than 50.7 million PS4 games were sold during the holiday season, bringing the worldwide total to over 876 million PS4 games sold since Sony's latest console launched on November 15, 2013. Marvel Spider-Man, which is PlayStation's fastest-selling exclusive of all time, continued its success through the holidays, with sales reaching over 9 million units globally as of November 25, 2018. John Codera, president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, also announced that the monthly active user of PlayStation Network continues to show strong growth and has surpassed 90 million as of the end of November 2018. Back in October, Sony revealed that the PlayStation 4 had sold 86.1 million units, a number that was surely bolstered by the strong sales of God of War, which also happened to win Game of the Year for 2018. 2019 should be another strong and interesting year for the PlayStation, especially considering Sony confirmed that it is working on a next-gen console and has decided that it will not be attending E3. Was it 96 million? Yeah. Damn. That's a that's a lot of play stations. Um, oh, um, it's a lot of player stations. I want to see player stations. Play, uh, yeah. Uh, I want to see how much Xbox. Uh, They'll plays. never reveal those numbers, dude. <laughs> They'll never reveal those a numbers. Fucking an eighth of that. Here's the thing, like it's it's impressive, right? I mean, a lot of PlayStations are being sold. Now, what I wanted to ask you guys, with all these PlayStations being sold, do you think Sony wants to release the PlayStation Five in the next two years or the next year? Probably. Probably? I would say probably. Do you think that would be a negative for them? Coming out with it or just announcing it? Coming out with it. Um, well, here's the thing. This is kind of what I wanted to talk about. Just bringing up how well the PlayStation sold. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. There's going to be a PlayStation 5. There's going to be an Xbox, whatever they're going to call it, 2 or 720, whatever. Um, 
when it comes to how well these consoles are selling, especially how long that Xbox 360 and PS3 were out for, like about seven to eight years before we got a new console, and the usual console cycle in the past used to be five years, it showed that people were hungry for a new console. That's why I feel like the PlayStation sold really well. Xbox didn't sell as well because it didn't come out of the gate that well, that, you know, that promising. Um, and the Nintendo Switch did really well this holiday season. It was probably, it, it did really well. So just basically, um, I feel pretty much like if anyone's going to come out with a console soon, it's going to be Xbox. So if the Xbox comes out with a console, Sony has to come out with a console that same year because they don't want to lose a year of sales just like they did with the Xbox 360 because Xbox 360 came out a year before the PS3 and they had a head start. You know, they had the head start when it came to like the console race, the console war stuff. So even if PlayStation isn't ready to put one out or doesn't want to put one out yet because of the strong sales of the PlayStation 4, I think <laughs> it'll still happen if Microsoft ends up like bringing one out. You know, like it'll have to come out because they're not going to want to lose another year like they did in the previous generation. But I'm just basically asking, do you guys think that's something that will happen? Or no, you think Sony would be cocky enough to like, oh, we don't have to worry about coming out a year, you know, the same year they are. We can actually wait a year. I mean, <coughs> when you say Sony and cocky, all I have to say to you is PlayStation 3. Yeah, no, you're right. So I don't doubt that it's a total possibility that it could come out of the gates cocky. Um, could happen. I don't know. Well, if history repeats itself, they're supposed to be shitty next generation. Yeah, it's their turn. Pedro, what do you think? If they would announce it or if they would release it. Release it. Like, well, not the same year, but like in the next two years. Yeah. Mm. Announcement? They're basically kind (coughs) of saying it already. There's no official stuff yet. But I wouldn't be surprised. Look, I'm not going to be here's, surprised if either one's going to announce it, you know? Yeah. Here's here's what I have to say. Uh-huh. Outside of processing power, um, we're, we're getting to the point now where both both the PlayStation uh, and the Xbox are just basically souped up computers. Yeah. So what it's really just going to boil down to, which one has more power? <coughs> Out the gate. And then we're going to see a refresh with more power. Where the console... Where they're going to mess up is basically along the lines of where um, going forward is going to be less on the hardware. It's going to be more in the marketing. And I think that's where the big war will be going forward. It'll no longer be on the actual hardware itself. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be marketing. <coughs> the Nintendo Switch is a prime example that hardware power is in everything. And time and time again, Nintendo has proven that having the most souped up mm-hmm. graphics yeah. or the most souped up, most powerful console doesn't necessarily matter. So really going forward, I feel like even having a year head start, that kind of stuff, it's not going to matter. It's just going to be the marketing and how you treat the people, your consumers. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the year is going to matter so long as whoever is behind treats their customers with respect treats the consumers with respect and gives them what they need when that stops happening that's when you're going to see um the big swap or you know like if that happens with sony you're going to see people move back to xbox yeah or continue on with nintendo i mean what helps nintendo (coughs) too is that they're not competing with playstation or microsoft they're kind of doing something separate 
They could be. They want to be the second console. If you buy a PlayStation, you get a Switch because it's something different that I'm not going to be able to get for with my PlayStation or Xbox. You know, I'm actually going to. You know, if you have an Xbox and a, and a Nintendo Switch, you're basically just playing your Nintendo Switch all the time. But they, it kind of it's 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 in its own world, and and no one could really touch it because even when like PlayStation and Microsoft were trying to follow the success of what the Wii was doing with their motion stuff, they didn't really hit as well as the Wii did. But yeah, even if the PlayStation 5 comes out next year or the year after, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me, and it's like, well, I don't want to get a PS4 just in case a PS5 comes out. But I told them like, hey, even when PS4 came out, I think the first two years, nothing happened. There was like nothing game-wise. Remember when we were waiting for games? Like, well, yeah, there's nothing this year. It's just like remasters, remakes. We're not getting anything new. And these last like two, three years has been really good. You know, so even if the PS5 comes out this year, next year, I just tell people, like, yeah, you're still going to have a huge catalog of games to oh, play yeah. on PS4. So, and if if history does repeat itself there, the first two years won't, probably won't be that impressive with PlayStation 5. And hopefully, everything that you have your PS4 will just transfer over and you can just play those games too on there. I hope so. But we won't know until everything happens. I'm calling it now. We're going to have two successful consoles we're not going to know what the fuck to buy, so we're not going to buy any of them. <laughs> and it'll so be the end of video games as we know it. Like, I buy a PS5, Joe buys a fucking Xbox, <laughs> and then we'll just fucking let each other borrow it because we don't want to spend that much money. It'll be the Xbox 2X. <gasps> Xbox? Double X? Xbox X2 X-Men United. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Uh, well, that's going to be it for this week. If... You want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at thirdpartycontrollerpodcast. Remember, it's thirdpartycontrollerpodcast with a three. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Sparza And... Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we kind of get the job done. Later. Later, alligator. Joe is sleepy. Joe wants to rape Beto in the butt. (laughs) Joe wants to rape (laughs) Beto in the butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just roll. Black belt, roll. (laughs) Beto's gonna roll with Beto in the butt. Joe's gonna rape Beto in the butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. I'm not really sleepy. I'm just fucking tired. Fucking pussy. Just go. Beat the shit out of you.